you just got to do the hard stuff. Each baby step might be hard, but then you do a couple of easy baby steps and then you get confidence a little bit more. And then you've got another big step to go through and you've just got to keep keep pushing. And even if you get knocked back a step, just keep standing up and putting in the hard work. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to zero.com with an X and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi and welcome Hi. back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Jodie Parsons today. Hey Jodie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. I love having a chat with Jodie. So I'm <laughs> This is going to be a great conversation about your practice and um, I yeah, I know a lot about your story and I'm really excited for you to share this with everybody as well. Um, Jodie, do you want to start by telling us a bit about what you do and well, what your background is? You know, what, did, what did you do before all of this started? So I, I've worked in various different sort of bookkeeping um, type roles throughout my career, um, but my last employed role was a finance director for an engineering company. Um, and I, wor- I worked my way up from a level two bookkeeper with not much experience up to finance director in five years. I really helped that company change things around and do lots of different things. Like, like I was, yeah, I was running the company pretty much um, with some help with some other guys there. Um, and yeah, that's where I got most of my experience. Really, I've been in like credit control before as well. Um, every single business that I seemed to work for, I just then helped them with their finances it just seemed like a natural natural um thing that I fell into like every time so even when I tried to change my career to something else I fell back into finances so I sort of just stuck with that in the end (laughs) oh amazing so what made you go out on your own if you were employed and happy and helping people what made you take that big leap into self-employment Unfortunately, it was sort of taken out of my hands, really. I was made redundant during lockdown um, while I was pregnant. So at that point, I just took some time off because I was working really hard while I had my first uh, child, um, while I was in that finance role, in that finance director role, and running a big company. Um, So I took some time off for a while. And then January 2022, um, 2021, I decided I'm not going to go out and, you know, build profits for big corporations I want to help smaller businesses thrive and make you know make my own business around my family so I don't have to sacrifice that time with them again yeah I love that and I think that's you know lots of people will relate to that story and um yeah so I I mean I guess leaving a role where you had you'd really built you'd really worked hard to build yourself up to that position and you were making Mm -hmm. a massive difference to the business and then someone saying sorry we don't need you anymore like that's not great for confidence so how did you feel like when you decided you were going to start your own business up is that something that you felt you had a different level of confidence around or was it a journey to build the confidence back up to go out on your own yeah so first of all I thought I'll just do people's book you know bookkeeping and self-assessments um from home for like minimum charge a month um I soon realised that that wasn't actually what I was doing. I was actually helping them build their businesses and giving them business advice, um, 
and you know just pouring everything that I knew into their business and being part of their business as well as just doing the year-end stuff um so I really quickly realized that I I need to be selling myself more as you know um advisory and along with the bookkeeping as well and it's taken me a while to realize that because of the confidence sort of shift when I got made redundant um and this year I've done a lot of personal development and yeah I'm just sort of re realizing what I can now actually achieve because I've got some really great results for my current clients and change their lives so I just need to sort of go all in and change some more lives really as well as my own oh bless you bless you it's it really is a confidence journey isn't it it really is because you know when we start out in our brand new business and and I had exactly the same experience of being made redundant however much we can tell ourselves that it's not a personal thing it's a bit like you know when any kind of breakup in a like in a relationship it's like well it's not it's not you it's me or it's it's not you it's the business but you in the back of your head you're like no it really is me isn't it it really is me and then you think oh how who else is going to want me how am I going to go out there and sell myself it really is really tough so I love the fact that not only have you been brave enough to go out there and start a business as you've been helping people you realize actually I can help people in a different way and this is this is the thing you've really even though your business is still like early days and new you've still already changed the route you've changed the direction you've said oh I'm doing this this doesn't this isn't quite right I need to tweak this I need to change this can you tell us about like what your client base looked like really at the beginning and what you're trying to move it towards now yeah so I I did hit my sort of goals for my first year um before I found you guys I just wanted to earn my tax-free allowance um around my kids and I did do that, but it was quite stressful because I had to go to people's offices. I was only charging myself out for like £25 an hour, well, less than £25 an hour, I think it was. But I did hit my, you know, it gave me that sort of confidence boost that, and even one of my clients said to me, would you like to become my finance director like later on? I was like, well, then why are you paying me just £20 an hour if you think I'm, you know, worth, you know, you could see the potential in me. Um, so at that point, I found you, it was like a year ago, this time, yeah, this time last year, I was still, you know, sort of charging myself out 20 pounds odd an hour um, and feeling really stressed and working all I could and really not bringing what I needed in um, and not impacting as many as many people because I'm stretching myself so far. But now I've got um, a client base of uh, 15 clients now and I'm not being paid charge I'm not charging out like myself out for an hourly rate I've just taken on an employee and like we're not doing hourly rate stuff it's all on monthly recurring um fees um and they're either in or they're out and if they don't pay my fees then they're not in and they don't get my expertise in their business yes lovely Sandy <laughs> I know you've had massive growth over the last few months what's changed in the last few months for you um the fact that I'm now selling that advisory, I suppose, and like really my clients telling me what I've, where I've got them. I've got one, one client that said that I've helped her hit her 2025 goal now, like after a few months working together. And that gave me a massive boost. And she put, she put all, 
she could into our relationship and I gave her all I could out and that's got her the result so and then when I doubled her fees I think it was nearly double uh, a couple of months last month she was like I need you so yeah fine I was like okay (laughs) it's so interesting because it's it we often we always ask and talk about how do we find clients how do we find clients how do we find clients but if you're providing the client with a service that isn't quite aligned with what your best service is and what they actually want and need, then your business can still feel wrong. You could have all the clients in the world, but if you're not, if there's not a great value exchange, then it doesn't work. And that's why tonight, this evening, at eight o'clock session, we're going to be discussing what is your gold standard service. And it sounds like, Jodie, what you've done is your initial thing was getting clients, getting clients, getting clients. And then you're like, whoa, hold on. Let me change my offering and figure out what it is that I want to offer that's going to give the most value that I can charge with confidence because I know that they're going to get great results. It sounds that's like what an amazing journey in such a short space of time you've done. I mean, if someone's sitting there and thinking, what are the telltale signs that your the service isn't quite right? What was you what was you thinking and that you needed to change? What what was coming up? Um, so if somebody saw me as just doing the year end sort of stuff, then they this, those types of people that and wouldn't like jump on Zoom calls with me or interact with me. Um, I send a lot of voice notes to my clients if they don't interact with me or, you know, engage in the conversation that's going to get them the success to help them build that business. I'm not interested if they want to if they want to stick where they are, then they don't need my services. They need like a I call them dinosaur accountants um, to just do the year end for them. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm I'm not just a bookkeeper. I, I want to offer that sort of advice and the knowledge that I've got. And I've done it for, you know, bigger businesses. So why can't I I help smaller businesses become those bigger businesses? And that's the really the people that I want to help more is the people that want to go from nothing, have a really great idea, but want to like go to 100K or more or whatever the goal is but grow it so it satisfies their needs in their life. And I don't think that schools really educate us enough around all that sort of stuff. They want us to be employed, but there's, it's more of an entrepreneurial sort of mindset out there now and people want to work from home and all the rest of it. So I just want to help more of those people get, you know, I probably could go and get a really big job in another corporation, but that, that won't make me feel happy. So. It's like you're enabling people to achieve the dreams that they have by giving them the, like the power of their numbers. And it, I, you know, I know, like I've sat down with you, and we can just have a big chat about business. And I think, and I see you as that partner in business where you can, or the finance director, you know, and you can sit at the table with them and say, "What do you want? What, what's happening now?" And like, how did you get onto the conversation with the, you know, the, the person who said to you? I've already hit my 2025 goals by working with you. Did you ask her that? Because I think like there are so many bookkeepers and accountants watching this thinking, well, I know I've helped my clients, but no one's ever given me because that feedback is really helpful for you to know you're making a difference. That's the value, isn't it? And we don't always, clients don't readily give that to us. So did you ask for it? Um, So during the other proposal, like Sal's first call that we had, um, I asked her what her goal was to make her think about it. And, you know, every time I sort of touch base with her, we um, I was going to start talking about these sorts of, but by the time I caught her up with everything and I just, 
because I took all the worry away of the finances I then I feel like I then like I let her then go and sell what she wanted and because she wasn't worried about the finances and that the finances would be covered like it's quite complicated like that and import back and export back she was worried about all that sort of stuff before our relationship but just taking that worry away and me going like you can do this she's just gone out and, and done it and I think it was when I did the fee renewal call she said it to me like you've helped me get there so it doesn't matter how much it costs wow wow that is so powerful it's so powerful and and I I think it's a you know I think we we look at we need to think about this for our own businesses what do we need to get rid of what's holding us back from moving forward and having more powerful conversations and selling and doing what we really should be doing um, and you've done that as well by bringing in an employee and things like that. It's about because you're a business owner and you see yourself as a business owner, you can sit at the table as an equal with your clients and say, let's have a chat about business and see mm-hmm. how, you know, how this evolves and how I can help you. I think it, it's fascinating. So tell us about how you found your first clients. What what did you think? And, and has that changed as you how you find clients now? Has that changed from how you started? So I started by just telling everybody what I was doing and um, a lot of my client base is local. Um, One lady, she took a a year to come on board with me and that's because I was was going into a cafe and talking, you know, being there in her sort of presence all the time. Um, And then eventually she got annoyed with her dinosaur accountant and then moved over to me because she wanted more support and so yeah, I think you just got to prolifically tell everybody you possibly can what you're doing. Grab every opportunity you can. And um, yeah, family and friends might not get it at first, but they might know a business owner that might get it. So you've just got to expand your network in any sort of way you can. Um, and sort of uh, client referrals and stuff are good as well. But yeah, most of my client base is local and that's not just through social media. So, you know sort of the networks talking you've done quite a lot of work in communities as well so i i've seen you speaking i've seen some of your linkedin posts lately and you, you're like clearly like presenting something uh, to a group of people how have you got yourself in that situation and how has that helped your business so i've just stood up as an expert in my field i suppose and joined other communities um and just like I said, you've just got to literally jump on every opportunity you can. Um, and somebody said to me, do you want to, um, you know, speak at my event? And I was like, yes, please, that'd be that'd be great. And then I got another great client out of that process as well. Um, and sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. Where were we talking about? No, that's all right. I was just wondering yeah. about um, how did that how did that happen for you? And then what's the result been for you? And it sounds like you've just you've offered it and you've said I can do I can do that. I you know I do that is within you know, my I just I just talk to people that are sort of where I want to be because they have a network of people that you know that will be where who will be my ideal client. Um, I've sort of don't want to play small anymore and want to get these bigger clients that need really need my help not just for my own sort of you know my own revenue but to help them with their revenue as well um because i do see a gap in the sort of education finance education um 
there's definitely a gap in there like between like leaving school and then the, even these business owners that are still quite young are, that are making six-figure businesses from from their spare rooms at home is just amazing isn't it but it's really easy for them to get into trouble with that and taxes and not saving enough so um yeah I just want to fill that gap really and and talk and help as many people but yeah elevating yourself into those networks of the people where the people are that you want to talk to and help Mm. so you've mentioned like coffee shop going into a coffee shop talking to family and friends turning Mm -hmm. up into rooms where people are how how have you got the confidence to do that because like that's scary (laughs) it is scary it's but you know, I've I've been in in a position where I it was scary to run this big company that I used to run, and that was scary. And I I've just always had the um, ambition to be bigger. I suppose it's just always been been in me. Um, and you know, if for anybody that's watching that just wants to be a bookkeeper and just wants to do those tax returns really well and and do all the bookkeeping really well, that if that suits you, then do that. But if you want to um, be more than that then you've just got to yeah grab a bit of confidence and, and run with it really does that does that confidence come over time is it like trial and error or like I guess sometimes it doesn't work out and you get rejected or you don't get the client or you, it doesn't go how you you think yeah so I've said to quite a lot of people that my disengagement list is nearly as big as my client list maybe not now because I've had a few more clients but I don't work with people that don't don't gel with me and and don't make me um, feel happy because they can just drain drain so much out of you and that doesn't give you your confidence any any good actually and actually disengaging the crappy clients um, really does give you a confidence boost because you're in control of your business and and your life so just do that and not work don't work with I spoke to one of my um, clients today. And, they were working with people that didn't didn't make them feel happy and they were like oh but I've just lost them and I was like that's great keep doing you know keep doing that don't don't dwell on stuff that made you feel unhappy yeah absolutely and I I love that about control you've really done that Jodie you've very since you your passion and drive and you are an action taker you have not only done hard things you've invested in things along the way to help you get results faster it's no there's there's no magic pill you've done the work yeah you gotta work hard and the last year I've um not really earned much like myself because I've just been plowing most of my profits into developing me personally because I knew I could have stuck at being a bookkeeper, charging myself high at 25 an hour, that was working, but that's not what I wanted long-term. Um, I want to get back up to that sort of point where I was the person changing lives and, you know, changing, um, you know, being that person that can help a lot more people. Um, and that's taken, a, it's just taken a year to build up really. Mm-hmm. You ha- and, and you are the person who changes lives, Jodie, you know, someone standing there saying you, I've already reached my 2025 goal because you took the interest in my goals and you made me talk about them. So then you could put them on that path. Like you are changing people's lives. So you are already doing that. Um, personal development wise, 
Can you tell me a little bit about what you've invested in to help you grow over the last year or so? Because uh, I like people yeah. are saying here in the comments, you know, Jodie, like it, I can't, someone said something really good. Um, it, it was about like your growth as a person, like, you know, I've seen your growth as a person. People are seeing your growth as a person. What's the secret? What do we need to do? Yeah, invest in yourself, like take those chances. I started out in the success lounge and the success program. That was my first. And that at the time was like, oh, what am I doing? And I've done things like I've done that probably three times this year, invested in big, chunky things that makes you feel a little bit sick, but it brings the results in. <laughs> um, and you've got to do the work. You've got to invest in these things. Um, grow your network because it's not just doing the program it's also um, meeting other people and um, having those people around you that can pick you up when when you're having a bad day or you're having a little wobble and you're like oh I don't want to do this anymore the amount of times I've been on Indeed going I'll just go find a finance director job in the last year has been like quite a few times um, but you've just got to yeah stick at it and the hard work will pay off it's very apparent, Jodie, that you do hard things. I know that being here right now isn't easy <laughs> for you. It's not like, oh, I'm just rocking up. And I think people need to take note. Jodie's not getting the success because she's um, investing in things, ticking a box and moving on. She's investing and doing the work and taking the actions that the people are telling her to do along the way. And when we invited her to come onto this podcast, I know that her initial reaction would be, oh, do, oh, I, I know I need, to, oh, God. And I, and I know it's not easy. And she's not doing it for, she's pushing herself past her comfort zone continuously, standing in front of the, that room full of entrepreneurs. You've just told us you've got another opportunity to come up and speak to even more people in a room. And you're not by any means breezing through this because I think there's a perception. Um, I've had it in the past as well. People have said, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> like, no, luck, luck. You get luckier the harder you work and the more you push yourself out of your comfort zone. If someone is looking for, I mean, I don't think me and Zoe ever say that things are easy. Like, we we've never there are simple things you can do but it doesn't mean that they're easy um and we like to shine lights on things that you know are simpler but you've still got to get out of your own way if you've got any advice on like how you're here today what's helping you get through um and, and make hard decisions and actually then take action i think you need to have um your goal your sort of end goal in five years time in mind and then work backwards what's going to get me to that point like I've got really big goals like for next year and the year after I know charging myself out at 20 pounds an hour doing bookkeeping wasn't going to get me there so that's really excelled my mindset and investing so much in personal development and all that sort of stuff you've got to decide where you want to be in two three five years time and then work backwards to how you're going to get there um, and being in the SSX program really made me realize that that isn't I don't want to be charging myself out at 20 pounds an hour I want to be this 
I want to work my way up so I feel the same sort of success that I did when I was a finance director for, you know, a big firm. And if I can do that for 30 businesses um, from my spare room at home, then that would be amazing, you know. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Um, I love that. What is it? What's the, the sense of success? Can, can you pin it down? Do you know what when you'll feel like you've achieve that like what will you feel like when you feel that success that you've so achieved? at the moment next year is I want us to get back to where I was when we when I got made redundant yeah. it took me five years to get there and I don't want it to take five years to get there again um and I'm very confident that's going to happen next year I want my husband to go back to be working part-time um and we've got to renovate this house and things like that so yeah I've got big goals um my husband's you know taking the slack while I've been building this business for a couple of years so yeah I just want to get back to like I was the breadwinner and he was working part-time and it's sort of swapped around while we had our second child and stuff and I do yeah just want to it's not just for me or what I can go buy it's the life goals that pushes me it's so interesting it's so interesting and and you have now just declared it on a recording your goals <laughs> so it's now out there it's out there in the world and you've said it and uh, do you think Jodie uh, I know that when we've spoken you have often been quite afraid of articulating the goals that you want because you've been scared that they were too big but actually when you did start to actually start saying them you were then you'd be like actually they're all right it what's what have you had to, what's helped you do I, I think a lot of it is the fact you've done a lot of networking and you've you've shown up and you've invested and you have been you've surrounded yourself with people that have helped your mindset I I believe that that's something that you you've really thrown yourself in you've you're everywhere you are and you're, you're <laughs> like a sponge you're absorbing it because you've definitely not found it easy like even then because someone uh, someone just said oh share your goals and I was initially I was like oh god don't ask her to do that because I know that it's 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 been difficult for you to articulate them, hasn't it? Yeah, because I, I feel partly greedy for saying out loud what I want because I'm already in a good place. Um, like from you know, me and my husband do work hard and that's how I've got where that's how we are where we are today. I've always thought I was lucky by landing that um level two bookkeeping job and then you know becoming this finance director and earning you know more than anybody else would have at my at that age um but it wasn't it was my hard work and you know so yeah next year I want to be a six-figure but a six-figure practice um and the year after that is quarter of a million is yeah it's just yeah yeah is that is that going to satisfy people's uh people's <laughs> needs for my goals <laughs> I think it's it's 